Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, we have another day before the Lakers play a game. So I guess we are going to talk a little bit about the goals of what the second half of the season should be. Let's get to it. I think it's pretty clear at this point that the Lakers, as currently constructed and certainly as currently coached and in the way that they approach the game, are not good enough to win a championship. They might string together a decent run here and there. They might challenge the occasional team, uh, but they're also very capable of falling asleep and getting waxed by (laughs) almost anybody. And I think, look, the Russell Westbrook experiment is over, and No matter how you feel about the direction that they went in by not moving him at the deadline, Zach Lowe reported that he he could have been moved for John Wall and that Houston was open to pick swapping with the Lakers um, in 2027, and the Lakers apparently were not interested. So uh, whether that was a political move by Palenka and by the Lakers, whether that was an asset move, because once you give up that 2027 first-rounder, that obviously limits what you're able to do in the upcoming offseason. But regardless, uh, Russ is on the Lakers. He's he's at least going to be on the Lakers for the remainder of this year. That said, he doesn't have to continue to play the same role that he has played all year. And we have started to see it. We have seen Frank Vogel uh, given the freedom to bench Russ down the stretch of games. I think he should utilize that freedom to just completely tweak the way that they're using him in the first place. If he's starting, fine. But as soon as he subs out, that being Russ, uh, you can sub him out earlier, and the person that you bring off the bench for him can be THT. And you can hand over some of those creative... Like, they have, they should never have shared the floor, really, at all this year. Uh, they kind of had to because of the amount of minutes that uh, was expected of both Russ and THT to play this year. But THT has seen his role kind of marginalized, and I think we'll probably see the same thing of Russ here over the course of the second half of the year. The goals here, if you're not going to win a championship anyway, right? That's probably not happening. So if that's if if you're not going to win a championship, build for the future. Develop some some momentum to head into the offseason with. And you know that Russ isn't going to be a part of the Lakers next year. THT might be, but I'm still I'm 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 sure they are going to be interested, especially if the Lakers and uh, Clutch and their relationship continues to fray. Uh, they are going to be perfectly fine moving THT for any kind of more immediate help. But as it stands, though, THT is a larger part of your future than Russell Westbrook is going to be. So lean on that guy. Prioritize the part of your organization who actually might remain a part of that franchise beyond this year. There's no chance that Russ is going to be back next year. The report that Ramona Shelburne had out there always felt like posturing from the Lakers saying they're ready to potentially run it back. Um, You can't just announce that the guy is going to be gone, uh, even if you have been leaking that you're trying to make the guy gone uh, for the last like month or so. But Russ isn't going to be a part of the Lakers beyond this season. THT might. I probably wouldn't bet on it, but he might. And he certainly has a higher chance of being a, a, a factoring into the Lakers' future than Russell Westbrook does. Especially, by the way, if the Lakers 
go to the negotiating table and they find that the moves that are being offered aren't the kinds of moves that are going to put the Lakers back up into championship contention next year. LeBron's going to say, you know what, guys, we had a great run. Let's just part ways here. Maybe you guys can get some assets here. Uh, send me to, to Cleveland. Give me a chance to win a championship up there before my son gets drafted the following season and I go to play with him. Uh, but but for right now, you know, if the Lakers can't figure out a move that puts the Lakers right back into title contention. And by the way, like, I don't even know if it necessarily takes that much. Like, Just get rid of Russ. Get a couple meaningful players who are making more than the max in return for Russ uh, and, 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 and his, uh, is his expiring move those picks if you have to, and just focus on, on wing and wings and length and athleticism and maybe some youth. And the Lakers might right, be right back in it next year. They clearly though, aren't going to be back in it this year. The buyout market has been pretty quiet, right? Goran Dragic was available. He chooses Brooklyn, uh, and and uh, apparently Dennis Schroeder is not going to be bought out this year. Though I don't I don't really think he would have helped anyway. Uh, and it doesn't appear like the, the March first is when those players have to be bought out in order to be playoff eligible. And the Lakers it don't it doesn't look like are going to be seeing much help walk through those doors. So again, try to build something heading heading into this year. By the way, same goes for Austin Reeves. Same goes for Stanley Johnson. Same even goes for for Malik Monk, you know, who is way younger than you probably think. I think he's like 23. No, actually 24. He turned 24 this last month. So, yeah, he can be, like, he should get way more minutes probably than Avery Bradley will. Uh, Austin Reeves should get more minutes than Avery Bradley. THT should get as many minutes in creative uh, spots as he can while still obviously taking advantage of having LeBron on your team. And the Lakers should, like like sometimes things don't go really well. Like I've played, I don't know how many golf rounds where, all right, I'm not going to be competitive against the people that I'm playing with in this one. Let's just focus on building your game. Let's just focus on on not completely embarrassing yourself and, and not wanting to quit the sport by the end of the round. <laughs> Um, I think here with the Lakers, this is the kind of spot that they're in. They need to, in this in this situation, make the best of a clearly not ideal spot and, and try to develop some organizational momentum no matter which direction they're heading in after this season. Uh, look, it'd be great to say everybody gets on the same page and they're going to go out and win a championship. They aren't talented enough. They don't have the talent to win a championship. Uh, their wing depth is just non-existent, and uh, the shooters, the, there, there aren't enough two-way players on this Lakers team to compete with a healthy Phoenix, with a healthy Golden State, with a healthy Milwaukee, um, hell, even probably a, a healthy Brooklyn, right? Especially after the Ben Simmons trade. Uh, so if you aren't going to win a championship and you still want to get something out of the season— the way that you do that is by developing the, the the your younger players, developing for the next season. And they aren't going to be able to do that so long as Russ is playing 33-plus minutes a night and so long as Avery Bradley continues to start. Play the players who are going to be a part of your organization moving forward. And right now, 
That is not going to be Russell Westbrook. It is not going to be Avery Bradley. Hell, probably isn't even going to be Trevor Ariza. Um, and, and you know, hopefully over the next couple days here, a few days, as we do know that GMs like to procrastinate um, if possible. Uh, maybe some different names will become available and the Lakers will be able to to swap out some guys who they definitely know aren't going to play this year for some guys who could maybe earn themselves some minutes. Um, but if that doesn't happen, there are plenty of guys. There are there are certainly a few guys on this roster who are ready to prove themselves and are just better than the guys who are playing ahead of them in, in, in the rotation. It's on Frank Vogel. And it's on Rob Palenka, by the way, too, to lean on Frank and say, hey, we got to see what we have with some of these guys before we head into the latest, most important offseason in Lakers history. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, make sure you guys check out the Taco Tuesday guys who reacted to everything that went down over All-Star Weekend, and they tried to figure out where the Lakers might be heading after this. I also had a really fun talk on Twitter Spaces earlier yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this, Aaron Larsoul was on there, um, and we went through some of those same storylines, and I got kind of a, a, an inside view at how things have been for him and the Lakers while all of this has been going on, so you're going to want to check that out, um, as well as some good articles. I thought Harrison put together and offered really good context on the Rambai situation and how they aren't going anywhere, no matter how loud Lakers fans scream uh, for it. So check out that. Check out the rest of the stuff on this podcast feed. Make sure you guys are rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. And until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.